Hallelujah, church. Christos Aneste. And of course, the response is Elithos Aneste. This is the traditional Greek Easter greeting of the early church, which means Christ is risen. He has been risen indeed. Jesus overcame death on that first Easter Sunday and lives forevermore. Now death is defeated and Jesus is alive. And because he lives, we all shall live again as well. No wonder we celebrate this day as one of the two main celebrations of the Christian faith. There is no greater news than that the Father has accepted his son's sacrifice on our behalf and has restored us to his rightful, our rightful place as children of God. In Acts chapter 2, verses 22 through 24, we read, Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you well also know, him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. You know, I really like the way the New Living Translation puts this. People of Israel, listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus the Nazarene by doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs through him, as you well know. But God knew what would happen and his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed. With the help of lawless Gentiles, you nailed him to a cross and killed him. But God released him from the horrors of death and raised him back to life, for death could not keep him in its grip. Jesus knew his purpose, his mission here on earth. It was a prearranged plan between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Isaiah prophesied of Jesus' intent in Isaiah chapter 50, verses five through seven. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. I gave my back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who plucked out my beard. I did not hide my face from shame and spitting, for the Lord God will help me, therefore I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I will not be ashamed. Jesus set his face as a flint, determined to endure the suffering so that he may take our place on the cross. And so doing, he was not a victim, but he became a victor, leading us from the bondage of sin to the liberty of grace. In John chapter 10, verses 17 and 18, Jesus tells us, Therefore, my Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my Father. Jesus' obedience to the Father fulfilled God's plan to redeem us from the consequences of our own deliberate sins by which we rebelled against him. In redeeming us, Jesus gave us a living hope of having our broken relationship with God restored. Peter tells us we have a living hope that is rooted in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3-5 through five, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, 
he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Because Jesus lives, we have living hope that we who believe in him, who trust in his plan for salvation, and by grace have received his free gift of eternal life, we have a living hope of an inheritance of, in God our Father. What does the scripture mean by living hope? Well, the Greek word used here for living is zao, which means to live, breathe, to be among the living, not lifeless, not dead. Just as Jesus Christ lives today, having been risen from the dead by the power of God, so our hope lives today. Our living hope is not invisible. It's not just wishful thinking or hoping. Our living hope is already true because Jesus is alive. The biblical definition of hope is confident expectation. A living hope is a confident expectation that is alive in us. The righteous who have this confident expectation living within us, we have a confidence in God's protection and are free from fear and anxiety. In the Bible, hope is never static or a passive thing. It is active, dynamic, and life-sustaining. And biblical hope has results. First, biblical hope changes how we see ourselves. Living hope says that we are children of God, priests, ambassadors of the kingdom of God, peacemakers, and we have right standing with God. If you are like me, there is a devil who constantly throws my failures, my sins in my face. But praise God that my sins, not in part, but in whole, were nailed to the cross with Jesus Christ. As the Apostle Paul said, it is no longer I who sin, but sin in me. And in another place he says, the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Romans chapter 5 verse 2 says, Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. If you are rejoicing today, you rejoice with good reason, because Jesus lives, because he rose from the dead, because God the Father accepted his sacrifice on our behalf. We cannot only face tomorrow, we can rejoice in God's pleasure in us today. Secondly, biblical hope changes what we value. Having a living hope helps us develop a godly worldview as opposed to the secular worldview. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things seen, but to that which is unseen. For things that are seen are transient, but things that are unseen are eternal. How do we see eternal things? We see them by looking for them. What we focus on, we will see. If our focus is on this world, we won't see eternal things. That's why God desires us to have our focus on the things above, so that we may see the eternal things. 
Thirdly, biblical hope changes what we do with our lives. Having a living hope brings us confidence and peace. We no longer walk in fear, but in faith. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you in my righteous right hand. Since we know God has our back, we no longer need to be paralyzed by fear. But we can boldly and confidently do what God asks us to do. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. We note here that while our hope is rooted in Jesus' resurrection, it is bounds in us by the power of the Holy Spirit. In this uncertain time, there is much that could scare, concern, or even terrorize. We need an abundance of living hope today. Psalm 62.5 says, For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to be active in our lives today. Proverbs 10, verse 28. The hope of the righteous brings joy, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. Since he lives, all mankind has been offered the ability to have a personal relationship with God. We who have received eternal life through a personal relationship with him have been forgiven for our sins through his death and resurrection. We will live with him forevermore. My prayer for you is that you will be encouraged in your spirit by the Holy Spirit, that peace will reign in your heart, and that your faith will result in a living hope and joy. Christos Aneste, hope and rejoice.